Hey guys, welcome to Rebuilding the Beast. I'm your host, Bessa Zazili, NBA player turned podcast host. And on this show, I'm going to have a lot of my inspiring friends come on to share with you their rebuilding journeys. I hope you can take the tips from their lives and apply it to your life as well. Oh, and don't forget to hit subscribe, like, comment, share with a friend. Uh, yeah, all the things. All right, I'll see you guys soon. So I had this cool idea of rewinding. Let's just take it back. That's my that's my rewind rewind song. Uh, <laughs> let's go back and and recap some of the really cool episodes that we've had in the past. We've had some really special guests, and I would love to share with you um, some of their their best advice. You know my favorite question in this podcast is always the last question of every episode. There's a quote that says, "When you know better, you do better." There's another famous quote that says, "Do what you can where you are, what you have." And when you combine these both, you have always doing what you can with what you have, but also learning and being open to adjustments along the way. Now, these people are sharing with you the things that they've done. My favorite question is, what would you say to your younger self if you could advise them based on what you know now? The answers from the different walks of life have been so inspiring. I love it so much. I wanted to share this episode with you guys because I want us to learn from these different journeys. So, here we go. This is a special episode. I hope you enjoy it. 450 million people have diabetes. We've all heard about diabetes before, but even I didn't know much about the challenges and the sacrifices and the costs of living with it until I spoke to Nicole Buchanan. She does a good job of explaining. I still don't really know, but I know I have a better understanding after speaking to her about living with type 1 diabetes from a young age and what her journey has been. It has not been an easy one. I wonder what she would say to her younger self. You know, let's say you were talking to 8 or 10-year-old Nicole and you were you were trying to guide her to get her to this point. What kind of advice will you give? I think I would probably tell her to not be so ashamed or hold back in wanting to do the things that she wanted to do just because she had diabetes. I think I was always very hesitant to try new things or do anything different and I was very I was kind of like a teacher's pet. Like I, I wanted to do everything by the book. I didn't want to stray from, you know, doing anything new because I was afraid If I went and did something like, oh, how is it going to affect my blood sugar? Is it going to go low? Am I going to make a fool of myself? Am I going to look ridiculous because I have to check my blood sugar in the middle of whatever I'm doing? And I I wish I wouldn't have been like that. I wish I would have just been like, you know what? I have diabetes. If something happens, it'll be fine. It, it always in like 99% of the time, it's fine. And things work themselves out. But I I was always very hesitant and very cautious And I think I, there was probably things that I missed out on that I shouldn't have missed out on just because of being that way. That's a that's something that we all I think we all go through as as young adults as teenagers yeah. <laughs> is we're always worried about what other people think. And exactly, so it just stops us from experiencing things fully. Right. Even as adults, we still go through that. Right. Yeah. That's, That's part of this is, is I hope that if somebody hears your advice, they are just snapped out of that trance of wanting to please people and understand that you have to please yourself first. Yes, absolutely. Certified intuitive eating counselor, Jenna Free, 
who co-founded the Body Love Society, which is a community of people who are learning how to love their bodies. And that's what her podcast is called, How to Love Your Body. Here's what she had to say to her younger self, who struggled with dieting and then discovered the art of intuitive eating. I want to know young Jenna. So you're talking to her right now and you're trying to explain to her and she's going through her stages of life. What do you tell her? What do you tell her about food? Um, Well, I mean, everyone's issues with food stems from an issue with their body. Because if food didn't affect the way we look, no one would care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We would all just eat whatever. And if you didn't feel good, you would eat something different. And it would be intuitive. Um, So the real issue is with our relationship with weight and with our bodies. So I would tell myself that if you have to work this hard, to look this way, it's not worth it. And that if you have to look this way to be accepted, those aren't your people. Because who would want that anyway? It's like even now I'm luckily with a with my partner who after having two babies and two C-sections and not dieting anymore, yeah, I look different than when we met and he does not care at all. I wouldn't want someone who does care. So why am I working so hard to look a certain way when the person I would want to be with, I wouldn't want them to need me to look this way because that's an exhausting life. (laughs) So I would tell myself to just live and not try to work so hard to quote unquote fit in, but instead to find the right people that I already fit in with because you can't, you can't mold yourself into someone else and have a good life because you know it's not authentic, it's not sustainable, and it's not real. And that never gives you the contentment and peace you think it will. It's always about the mindset and the internal work that can give you that. For, for everybody who's listening, at the end of the day, it's all about you paying attention to yourself. All this, the happiness truly comes from inside of you. Whatever you eat doesn't change that. It doesn't, you, you have to, you have to eat what makes you feel good, what makes you feel happy. And when you vibrate high, which is what I'm aiming for with this and with everything that I do is to, I want to vibrate positivity and all these things. And when you're at a high vibration, you attract the things to you that you want, and it's a, it's a cycle then. It's like, okay, you're doing the things that make you happy. You're happy. And the people see you happy. And they, it's like this cycle of, of happiness that we're, we're all so lacking right now. Lauren Sisselman, a professional soccer player. She is an Olympian and she played in the World Cup. This was a very emotional episode because as an athlete, I understand the pressures that, that others are under, the mental pressures that athletes face. And so we have a heart-to-heart about her battle with depression, long-term concussion effects. I wonder what she would say to her younger self if she had to give advice to her. What advice would you give young women, young athletes, but just also the the everyday girl? I think um, what I always say to kids, first and foremost, no matter if you're male or female, um, always have fun with what you're doing, no matter what it is. I think if you're not having fun, Cause I see a lot of kids get pressured into doing sports and all this stuff and, and pushed, even though they're tired, just have fun and remember, and just 
be your own advocate and always believe in yourself. I know that's so cliche to say, but it's so true because it sports is a very lonely world because you have to be selfish. You know, we forget to believe in ourselves, even though you're surrounding yourself with people to lift you up and to help you. If you don't believe in yourself mentally, like you're never going to make it to that level that you want to make it to. So I think that that self-belief is so huge. Like, as I said, the self-talk, you know, I know it sounds weird to you guys, but it it works every morning telling yourself you're going to crush the day and having that mindset throughout the day and anything that you do, I think is very vital. Mo Buckets. I talked to my former teammate with the Golden State Warriors, NBA champion, Mo Spates, Marie Spates. And this conversation amongst friends takes you into the world of professional basketball. There's a lot about Mo's life that I didn't know, even though we spent so much time together as teammates. We never really got to talk about his life in depth. I didn't know that his dad was in and out of being in prison while he was making it to the NBA. I I didn't know the, the crazy odds he had of even making it to the NBA going to a military school and what that what that was like for him, dealing with tough injuries, finding new paths. Uh, we both have pe- persevered to get to the point where we were teammates, but I didn't know the full story. I wonder what he would say to his younger self. My last question for you, bro, is, you know, if you had to, if you had to go back to, to young Mo, back in, in Hargrove Military or back, you know, when you first, you know, visiting Pops in, in, in the big house, what do you what do you talk to? What kind of advice do you give young Mo? What would you say to him if you were to give some advice to your younger self? Well, it's kind of tough because it's probably let me see. I'll just say probably in a league. I, I ain't gonna say back because you know what I mean. I think everything in life happens for a reason. So I don't, I don't know what I because I think if I would change anything, I would never be here right now. You see what I'm saying? So I think that path is my path. But for the league, I think for my just my first couple first five years I think I would pay attention more to the guys who come in who speak with us the financial stuff uh the stuff about outside of basketball like you know how it is when you're young they come you have all these meetings every year um four or five meetings every year you're like yeah let's get it over with let's do this hour meeting go out and practice so I'd say my first three years I think I should have been able to learn more about 401k about benefits and all that kind of stuff Instead of waiting to like my last six, five, six years to really focus, if I learned that from the beginning, I think it would have been way better. All right. So the next guest is Bridget. We're not going to use her last name, but uh, she's a therapist now. And before she became one, she dealt with a lot of substance abuse and alcoholism. Right, we, we talked about um, being a high functioning alcoholic, what that looked like, what her journey, which was insane, what it looked like. Um, hitting rock bottom again and again, having to hide bottles, um, being a morning drinker, all that, all that stuff, and you know, crashing her car twice in the same night. She now uses her past experience to help others by being a therapist. I wonder what she would tell her younger self. All right, this is my last question, but it's my favorite question. I'm ready. Um, because this podcast is about guiding people. I don't want you to think about guiding other people. I want you to think about guiding your younger self. Let's Ooh. say you were talking to a young Bridget. This is the 13-year-old, 14-year-old drinking for the first time or drinking um, heavily for the first time. If there's something you could tell that young party girl, what advice would you give her? Oh, my. I just would want to give her a hug 
and tell her, I love you so much. And you are so deserving of anything you want to have. And you can have it, but it's up to you. Bryony Hopkins, she has Crohn's disease. It's a type of inflammatory bowel disease, IBD. She's been dealing with it most of her life. At, at 12 years old, she had to have her, her intestine removed. 12 years old. Dealt with the trauma of her body working against her. And she had to work on finding self-love. Eventually, in her journey, she became, she achieved her goals. She became a BBC journalist. She started writing for Metro, Independent, MTV. And now she's an advocate for normalizing chronic illnesses. What would she say to her younger self? Imagine you were to talk to young Brie about the challenges that she was going to face ahead or about the life that she was going to be living ahead. She was going to be a BBC writer, um, or BBC journalist, rather. What would be your advice? What advice would you give your younger self? It's funny. I've, I've been asked this question before, and it makes me feel really emotional. I think there's something quite, there's something quite poignant about thinking about your past self. Um, I would tell her that she would achieve more than she thought possible, given everything that was going on. I would tell her that... She doesn't need to worry about what people think of her based on the fact that she's got a chronic condition because it is part of her, but it's not all of her. She's also so much more than that. And I would tell her that everything that she's gone through would make her who she is today. You know, I am, I really can't stress it enough. I'm so proud of so many of the uh, characteristics I I, I think that I have in terms of, you know, like being vulnerable and forming meaningful connections with people and, um, you know, sharing my story as a catalyst to help other people. I'm so proud of all of that. Um, and I don't think that younger Bryony would ever, I don't think younger Bryony would have thought that she would even be able to talk about Crohn's openly, let alone sit on a podcast with someone like yourself and talk about it this openly, like that in itself, she never would have thought would be possible. I say it all the time right now. I say, I am much stronger now than I ever thought that I was. There is something about the journey that brings out the thing. They bring something out of you. And if I were to talk to my younger self, it would be the same thing. It's you just you just don't know. You have no idea who you are. All right. Like you think you're this shy kid that does this. Like, no, you you have no idea. And these things they're happening, they're actually gonna happen for you. You're gonna think you're gonna think they're happening to you, but they're gonna happen for you because as you fight through it, you get stronger, you get better, you get wiser. And you're gonna be able to take that and help and, and it's gonna be part of your your legacy and your destiny. Another former teammate, Andrew Bogut. He was my veteran. He was the, the big fella in front of me when I when I signed with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the first pick in the 2005 NBA draft. Another NBA champion. We went through his whole journey coming from Australia into professional basketball. And, you know, what it, the, just the, the pressures that you face. His decision to retire, what it looks like now that he's a dad. Man. All this, all the odds that he overcame to become an NBA NBA title winner. I wonder what he would say to his younger self after going through all that. It's, it's always my last question, and it is, 
as you reflect back on your journey, because that's kind of what this whole thing is about, right? Uh, it's reflecting, it's, it's thinking about where you came from, what you've accomplished, and you know what you know. Also, inspiring you to do more because of all the things you you went through. When you look back on this journey, and you could talk to your former self, your young self, young Bogues, um, maybe the the sixteen year old that got cut from the Victorian team. Um, what, or, or even the, the, the Bogues that was getting drafted at number one that day on stage, what would you say to him? I enjoy it more, without a doubt. Enjoy it more. I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. Um, and I don't know if you understand this, you probably would, but you're always, as an athlete, trying to better yourself. You're always nervous about the guy in your position taking your minutes, the guy you're playing against kicking your ass, losing that game, winning that game, whatever it is, there's always something you're focused on. So it was always like pre-game meal at this time, got to get my nap in, got to do this, and everything's regimented in our lives where I don't think I enjoyed the moment as much as I should have. Um, and it's hard to go back in time, but that'd be the biggest thing. I don't think I enjoyed the, the just that moment as much. And it's hard to do because of the pressure and the pride you take in not getting your ass kicked, the pride you take in kicking someone else's ass, winning, losing, you're in the spotlight, media, money, women, whatever it is, right? Um, I think I, I wish I would have just enjoyed that moment um, of that 15 years more than I did. I think it's, I think one of the things, and the, the really cool thing is, it, it's the, the point of reflection is you can use that for the future. But I also want to challenge that because I think that, I think about that all the time, uh, the fact that we're we're always searching for the next thing. We're always working for the next contract. You get a big contract right now. It's like, I got to prove that I'm worth this money so I can get the next contract, which is bigger. And then I, I, we just won a championship, but I got to prove it that we won this one because we deserved it. So I got to win the next one. And it's 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 kind of hard to be the best or to, to strive to be the best if you don't have this attitude. On first look, the next guest, Victoria Janka, is a model, extremely successful German actress, model. But you'll be surprised at how many facets are to Victoria's game. So I'll call her a fempreneur. On this podcast, she opens up about traumatic experiences she faced at a young age, being sexually assaulted at 17, near-death experiences. I wonder what she can teach her younger self about loving herself again, finding peace with the past, and forgiveness. This is my favorite question. It's also the last question. As you sit here and you think back and you think of everything you've been through so far, if you could go back in time to sit with your 17-year-old self, yeah. talk to her, what kind of advice, what would you say to her? Uh, Vikim, you're stronger than you think. Everything that you want to achieve in life, you're able to. You are such a strong little woman and life will give you challenges, but you will make it through it and you will be so successful. Successful in a way that you will be happy, you know, successful being in like what you want to do. And um, I know you don't believe in yourself so much at the moment, but you're worth loving. And the biggest love that you can give yourself is the love to yourself. And you, you're strong. And you will go through everything that's coming and you will get the best out of it. 
2019 seems like such a long time ago, especially when you have three years of a pandemic to deal with. But 2019 was a record-breaking year. All three titles of pageantry, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America, were held by black women. I spoke to Miss Teen USA Kaylee Garris, who won the title while famously rocking her beautiful natural curls on stage. The conversation about the world of pageantry, she, she debunked some myths and misconceptions about what competitions are like. It just got really deep and personal. And we talked about her experiences in the modeling industry. And I wonder what she can teach her younger self on her perspective on confidence and self-love. This is my favorite question. It's usually my last question. Okay. If you could talk to young Kaylee. Okay. If you could talk to your younger self. What would you tell her about this journey ahead? The journey of, you know, going into a pageant and winning and, and making mm-hmm. friends in college. And even through the time of, you know, when you're crying, you break down in front of your mom. What would you tell her in that moment about what life has to offer and the, and the things to come? I wish I had like a future self talking to myself right now because I feel like I need one. Um, but I would tell myself, to one this is kind of jokingly because when I was younger I told my mom I think I was like four and I was like mom when I grow up I know I'm gonna be famous but how famous do you think I'm gonna be and I told her that when I was young and so I go back and tell myself you'll be your your own version of famous and but it it's not everything that you you think fame entails and I would tell myself fame and success are different and you should strive for success within your career and within yourself and things will be tough. Life is filled with ups and downs, but it's not worth focusing on those downs too much because then you miss out on all the highs um, and you start to only see the downs as well. I would tell myself people are going to come, come and go out of your life and each of them are going to teach you a lesson. So when they do leave your life, don't necessarily take it as, as a bad thing. Cause yes, you're going to feel hurt. You'll feel pain. Maybe you'll be even happy that they left, but take it as a, as a learning lesson and remember things happen for a reason and everything is neither good or bad. It's just how you, how you see it. Thank you everyone for your support. Thank you for listening and watching this show. The point of this podcast is to create a better world through these stories. So please comment, like, share with people who you think could really benefit from these messages. Because you know how this stuff works, right? That's how people get to hear stuff now. So um, even if you don't, I really appreciate you guys for being here and for listening to the show. Thank you.